The Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. Episode 137. Thursday, August 6th, 2009. Okay, so this is the Paunch Stevenson Show. PaunchStevenson.com. I am Rob. You are Greg. I got that link that you sent me to the new uh, Cobra Commander toy. Oh my God. <laughs> he looks like the the the, the Predator, uh, right? I don't know. What is this? It looks like a cross between. I don't know. <laughs> it just looks ridiculous. It, it it he just it looks like actually he looks like Frank Langella's Skeletor. Oh <laughs> man. Masters of the Universe. Horrible. Oh. Yeah, that I don't know. <laughs> this isn't going to be good, this movie. Oh, boy, it, it looks horrendous. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention? <clears throat> I found, you know, uh, the website we talked about a while ago, brandedinthe80s.com. Yeah. I thought we were supposed to interview that guy. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'll write back to him, Sean. Oh, but. God. Uh, so he does a podcast every once in a while with some other people, and I checked his website, and they had an episode, it's called, um, it's actually the, it's, it's hosted on a different website, sugaryserials.com, cereals is spelled S-E-R-I-A-L-S, but yeah. it's, uh, the name of the podcast is Saturday Supercast. And it's the Saturday Supercast 19, July 10th, 2009. And basically, the guy, uh, Sean, from Brandon in the 80s and some other guys, do a very, very in-depth dissection of, uh, I guess, season one, or that first mini-series of the G.I. Joe, A Real American Hero cartoon yeah. from 1983. It was pretty good. They they had some good points about it, and um, yeah, I just thought it was cool, especially now that the new movie's coming out, which is garbage, and this is actually <laughs> something that's entertaining. Yeah. The old cartoon show, plus uh, as we talked and about, the DVDs. yeah, Shout Factory is releasing the original Sunbow cartoon on DVD. Yeah, and that's cool. Yeah, and they had even mentioned. The same thing that we mentioned, again, it was either last episode or a couple episodes ago, about the Transformers uh, Rhino box sets. They also mentioned about the uh, the G.I. Joe Rhino box sets from a couple of years ago, the DVDs. They, too, were complaining about the horrendous uh, sound effects that Rhino added. Yeah. Horrible. So they're, oh, they're really looking forward to the Shout Factory uh, DVD sets as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, I, I've kept up to the Shout with the Shout Factory release on their web on their message board, and you know, they even they they've made some mistakes in um, in the hell is that <laughs> the garbage truck at ten thirty at night. <laughs> This is early. Usually they come at one thirty. Why? In the middle of the night. I don't know. Oh, because they're stupid. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's not going to be a plug. It's not going to be perfect. 
but it'll it'll be better than Rhino, and at well, least at this point, right now, you can actually buy them. Yeah, exactly. Um, what are some of the mistakes? I, I think when they when they release the first season of Transformers, where it's just the season, um, I forget. There's some kind of error in one of the episodes that let's just put it this way: you'll never note if you didn't know. It was a problem. You would never notice it. All right, so that's fine. And uh, and then I think even with the box set, um, the guy was saying that he they had placed all the episodes of the Transformers in uh, order by the story. Yeah, you know the episode order. And if for some reason the third season, which is the season after Transformers a movie, for some reason I don't know why Hasbro insisted that they changed that just for that season back to, like, the air date order. Well, isn't that the same thing? No. They put you it mean in the, the production order. No. The order of the air... No, the production order is even more in, out of whack with that yeah. show. Oh, so when the episodes were originally broadcast, they weren't broadcast in story order? No. <laughs> oh. Why would they be? It's a television show. None of them are. Well, it would make sense. <laughs> yeah, but you you got to remember, I mean, that show was heavily rerun, so they really didn't care. Yeah, that's true. But, uh, yeah, so what it, basically I guess what happened was the only time that they had, you know, before getting into the factory was they changed the order on the disc, but not on the packaging. Oh. So for that season, it doesn't match. Season three? Yeah. Oh, well, whatever. So it's a little confusing, but uh, the second season was the more important one to get the order correct, and the first season, I think they did. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. I mean, you know, like I said, it's not, it's not perfect. You know, eh, it, that's okay. It is, it is what it is. It's, you know, it's a cartoon. Yeah. It's fine if there's no, a no, little but, out of order. I, I know, but I mean, the, the second, there's a part in the second season, later in the season, where literally one episode more or less is a continuation of a previous one. Yeah. And if you're wanting to watch the whole set in order over a period of a couple of weeks, or in my case, a couple of days, probably, um, you don't want to have to take the disc out, put the previous one back in, back and forth. It's a pain. Yeah, that's true. You know, um, they should get it right. One of the other things, as I was listening to their episode of the podcast, is they were playing clips from this original G.I. Joe miniseries. Yeah. Uh, what the oh, heck was it? It was The Mass um, Device. Yes. And they were playing clips, and they had even touched upon this in the podcast, that some of the characters looked a little bit different, some of the characters acted a little bit different, Basically, the writers, the voice actors, the animators hadn't really settled in and, and refined it yet as as they did in later episodes, which is normal. That's like any cartoon. But I was listening and they were playing some clips, uh, some audio clips. And I remember Cobra Commander's voice, who was done by Chris Lotta or Christopher Collins or Chris Collins. <laughs> And I remember Cobra Commander's voice was basically pretty much identical to Starscream on the Transformers. Yeah. 
in this first miniseries, his voice was actually much different. I still recognized that it was Cobra Commander, but it really did not sound like Starscream. I think it was a little bit deeper. He exaggerated the S's more, like a snake. Like, Destro! Go get the missiles! And then whereas later on in future episodes, he was like, Destro, I'm going to kill you, you fool! Well, I, yeah, I mean, that was the funny part was, uh, well, I, I mean, in reality, he only got to do Starscream for a couple of years because he was killed in Transformers the movie. Yeah. And then he wound up coming back in the, well, he, as a ghost. As a ghost. God. <laughs> uh, and yeah. um, for a couple of episodes. But um, what wound up happening was, you know, he was still doing Cobra Commander. And then the, the original Sunbow G.I. Joe series ended in 1987. And it was a couple more years. But like in 1989, they started that Deke series for a few years. Yeah. And he was Cobra Commander in that series. But, oh, really? Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, they had, I think they had Duke in that series also. I would like to have that series on DVD also. Do you know who did the voice of Duke? I thought it was Michael Bell. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but I was going to say, so I found out that Chris Lotta, so he, he did the Cobra Commander, he did Starscream, very yeah. similar sounding voices. He did some other characters, too. Yeah, and then completely out of nowhere, I just never knew this, on the Transformers... He also did Wheeljack. Yeah. Sounded eh. nothing. Yeah, sounded eh, nothing Wheeljack. like. Eh. Yeah, he sounded nothing like Star Well, that's why he was a great voice actor. Yeah. And actually on Star Trek The Next Generation back then, he played a character that was this alien race of like essentially garbage pickers. Oh, yeah. And they were called the Packled. And he would, he would be on there and be like, Hello, Captain Picard. We are Pac-Led. We do not mean any harm. <laughs> kind of like Jeff Bridges. Yeah, I was going to say, sounds like Barney. <laughs> but um, but the thing about Cobra Commander was, so basically like his Starscream sounded pretty much the same you know, through the run of it. But the Cobra Commander, like you said, at first he was doing all this S's and stuff. Yeah. And this slithering thing. And then he, you know, got more like Starscream. And then for whatever the reason, as G.I. Joe went on, he got more and more like shrill. Yeah. In his voice. And when they got to the Deke series, he was literally screaming. <laughs> and every line, he was just screaming at the top of his lungs. All this, this shrillness. It's a great voice. Classic yes. cartoon voice. Yes, unfortunately dead. By the way, I was, um, you know, I have the Transformers, the movie on DVD and and on VHS. But oh. for some reason, the other night, I was I just got into this mood where I wanted to try to. Oh, I know why. It, I, I, I know what it was. Um, <clears throat> we talked about in the first in our first Michael Bay Transformers movie review. And in the, this more recent Michael Bay Transformers movie review, how most of the robot voices were just slowed down versions of these actors' voices. Yeah. They slowed them down. 
So then I got to thinking, hey, wait a minute. Because uh, I was watching the original Transformers the movie cartoon, and the voice of Unicron yeah. is Orson Welles. Yeah. But it's it's this very deep, obviously slowed down voice. Yeah. So I thought, I want to see what this sounds like sped up to normal speed. Mm. And it's basically just Orson Welles' normal voice. Yeah. So. Just slowed down. It's like, you know, because we're talking about Chris Lada and then Frank Welker, Peter Cullen, yeah. Michael Bell. They did these these uh, certain voices. It wasn't just their normal voice, but Orson Welles, you know, when sped up to normal speed, it was just his normal speaking voice. Yeah, but that was, again, the Orson Welles thing was a disaster. He was very sickly and... He didn't know well, I, what the but hell he did he was a good doing. job, or yeah, the well. the audio engineer, whoever ended up. He didn't have with, that many lines either. No, he had he had a bit of dialogue, but yeah. um, you know the the end result is is very good. I'm not yeah. complaining. I'm just saying it was interesting to hear Unicron, uh, you know, just as a normal person saying these lines. This is my command. You are to destroy. The Autobot Matrix of Leadership. It is the one thing, the only thing, that can stand in my way. This is my command. You are to destroy the Autobot Matrix of Leadership. It is the one thing, the only thing, that can stand in my way. You have nothing to fear. I have already crushed Optimus Prime with my bare hands. You exaggerate. You exaggerate. The point is he's dead, and the Matrix died with him. No, the point is you are a fool. No, the point is you are a fool. The Matrix has been passed to their new leader, Ultra Magnus. Destroy it for me. Why should I? What's in it for me? Your bargaining posture is highly dubious. But very well. I will provide you with a new body and new troops to command. And? And nothing. You belong to me now. I belong to nobody! Perhaps I misjudged you. Proceed on your way to oblivion. No! No! I accept your terms! Excellent. You know, the other funny thing is that, you know, in that movie, several of the the main characters were voiced by, you know, real, you know, famous actors. Yes. And then on the show, you know, they just had their regular guys doing it, but they actually did a pretty good job of sounding like the same. Yeah. You know, Galvatron was Leonard Nimoy, and <laughs> in the show, I guess it was Welker, right? Yeah, it was Frank Welker. And Ultra Magnus in the movie was Robert Stack. Robert Stack. Robert, that's my call! Um, and I, I don't remember who did him in the show. I don't know, but... Yeah, Galvatron sounded similar. In the movie, Leonard Nimoy's version was more... Uh, deep, it, it was deeper and more gravelly. Yeah. Like I will, I'll kill you, Ultra Magnus. Uh, like I killed Prime, and 
And then in the cartoon, Frank Welker, again, like with Cobra Commander, it evolved and became a little bit more shrill. Yeah, well, because the character, by the end of that season or whatever, the character turned into a complete nutcase. Yeah, yeah, literally. (laughs) It was insane. (laughs) You know, I was just thinking, um, in the uh, Transformers movie, who was Rekgar? Eric Idle. Ah, yes. Well, completely incomprehensible, (laughs) by the way. Well, that was the point. It was, uh, they, they used this Wawa. I know, they, they put this Wawa, um, electronic effect on it. Yeah, and it the, was, uh, Peter Frampton device. Yeah, I can't understand half the things he's saying. It's pointless. I think that was the point. Don't look behind door number two, Monty. It's time to play End of the Line, my Valentine. Have a nice day, and please pose cover before striking, friends. But anyway, in that Transformers animated show that's been on Cartoon Network the last few years, um, they had at least an episode of Rekgar, and he was voiced by Weird Al. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, so, you know, dare to be stupid. Yeah. Did it sound like Weird Al? I don't know. I only saw it on Wikipedia. I never, you know, Cartoon Network, oh, God, that damn channel, there's, there's, there are some shows that I would want to watch, like that Transformers or, or the Robot Chicken. And I cannot ever find when the stuff is on. It's just ridiculous. They have the worst scheduling ever. But the Transformers really? animated action. This is really strange, but after three seasons, they they ended it. Oh, it's over? Yeah. Oh. That's weird. I thought really it was still weird. Going. Trying to find out who did the voice of Ultra Magnus. Oh, on the show? I, yeah. You know, it was one of their regular guys. It was Michael Bell or Jack Angel. Or... Jack Angel. That's wow. it. Jack Angel. Um, who did he do? I never heard of that guy. Jack Angel? Yeah. He did a lot of voices back then. He did the a lot of uh, G.I. Joe stuff. Oh, he did... In Transformers, he did Astro Train, yeah. Ramjet. He took over for Cyclonus after Roger Carmel died. Roger Carmel was uh, Harry Mudd from the original Star Trek. Uh, he did Omega Supreme. Yeah, he did a lot. Jack Angel did, did a lot of like the deep voices. He's still alive because um, he's on that round table on the G.I. Joe DVD extras. Well, he's pretty old. He was born in 1930. Yeah. I think he did Voltron also. But, um, oh, you know what I was going to say was, I I don't know the real reason, real origin of the name Robot Chicken. Yeah. That they, um, where they came up the name, but I was watching the first season of the Transformers. Actually, I was on the website of some Hasbro website has Transformers episodes of the various series, mm-hmm. and they had some of the first season. And I, I, I don't know who, I don't remember which character said it, but maybe it was one of the Decepticons. I don't, I don't know, but they were like running up a mountain, and it was, it was, it was an episode. It was the first season. It was an episode. I think it involved the Dinobots. Maybe I don't know. But they were running up the side of a mountain. Yeah. Like Steven Seagal and Marked for Death. <laughs> he was running with a mountain? When he was training. 
Oh, God. He woke up from the coma yeah. and then just instantly began training. <laughs> anyway, so they were running up, to, and I swear one of the guys called the other Transformers, you're a robot chicken. <laughs> or something like that. I don't remember which one said So I don't know if that's the origin of the, you know, that's where they got the title of the show from or not. Well, you know, they always, um, in those old cartoons, they had the best insults. Yeah. If, uh, you know, if, if Spike or Sparkplug would be, the, the humans would be walking by, the Decepticons would be like, oh, look, it's one of those human germs. <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, then like Ironhide would would always call like the damn Decepticreeps. Yeah. This is when Ironhide had a southern accent and not a British accent. Yeah. British um, accent. I was gonna say do you remember the episode of the Transformers? It might have been it's either season one or two, but somehow I don't know. Somehow the Decepticons ended up going back in time to the medieval period. <laughs> and all these, uh, the, the knights, you know, they yeah. on, on horseback were like, you, what kind of evil wizardry are you shooting out of your hands? Like, this isn't wizardry. This is, uh, laser beams. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know, it was just really, it was a weird episode. Yeah, they, um, you know, they, they they started going in, you know, going to that age-old science fiction cheapo thing where every episode is, you know, it's the, it's the medieval episode, it's the Roman episode. <laughs> it's the we're tiny and everything else is gigantic oh, episode. Oh, God, we're all underwater. <laughs> yeah. We're wrestling in outer space for money. Oh. Well, it's it's the same thing with video games. I mean, yeah. every you know action video game has to have a snow level, <laughs> a fire level, a water level, well, a space level. Yeah, it's the same thing. Yeah, well, you know that's just how it was. But yeah, I was really surprised that they ended the series. I was like, well, that's strange. Yeah. Well. You know, and then they're continuing with this, this, this putrid garbage that calls itself Star Wars. Like what? The Clone Wars. Oh, that's C still on. What? Oh, well, now it's a CGI show. It's putrid. Like, oh my god. Well, there was the recent movie. Yeah, that's what it lists. From last year or whatever. Yeah, which, which, you talk about a bomb. Oh my god. Yeah, that didn't do very well. I think that that was probably the last, finally the last straw for most of the Star Wars fan public. That were just like, you know what? I don't, you know, we are just, they're just not, I mean, I was like that already. But, you know, finally these people have finally, like, gotten through their head that not, that just because it has Star Wars on it does not automatically mean that it's good. Oh, no. I mean, if anything, from what you've told me, and I guess Joe and Dennis, people who are really uh, big Star Wars fans, it seems like there's probably more horrible Star Wars stuff to watch than there is good Star Wars stuff yeah, to watch. Na yeah, now, yes. 
Yeah. In between the Christmas special, the prequels, uh. this uh, uh, Clone Wars movie, uh. this, I guess, this new computer animated TV show. Well, they haven't the, even. The, and, that, and then. The Ewok thing you told oh, me about. Oh, God, the Ewoks. <laughs> the droid cartoon, the Ewok cartoon. <laughs> oh, man. The, the bad outweighs the good at this point. It, you know, it really does. It's. It really does. It's just amazing how. I, I don't know. It's just. It, it really has just bollocksed the whole thing. <laughs> No, he's he's just made a disaster of it. It's really too bad, but yeah. And then there's still might come out with the the live action show. <laughs> well, I don't know when that's coming out, uh, but never. <laughs> oh my god! Waste. Eh. Oh, I was going to ask you, how was the uh, Tiger Woods golf? You know, it's actually very good. Mm. I bought Tiger Woods PGA Tour 10, uh, 2010. It's by Electronic Arts, EA Sports, for the Wii. Just came out, I think, a month ago. And it comes bundled with the new Wii Motion Plus attachment. I'm not really into the modern sports games. They're usually too complicated for me. But... All of the reviews across the board were very, very positive. Um, I, you know, I, I, I listened to the IGN uh, Nintendo Voice Chat podcast. They said it was a lot of fun. Even if you're not into sports games, it's a lot of fun. Check it out. Mm. So the last time we were at the Digital Press Retro Video Game Store in Clifton, you know, the the guy who runs it, our friend Joe, had ordered it for me, so I bought it, and. It's a lot of fun, and you know, the graphics are very good. The the, the golf swinging is very good. Not that I <laughs> play real golf. I could care. I couldn't possibly care less about real golf. But you know, for someone like me, it it just seems very realistic, but not overwhelming, like a John Madden football game or something like that. It's it's realistic, but it's still fun to play. There's uh, the regular golf mode. There's a disc golf mode, which I had never heard of before, but it's basically throwing a flying disc or frisbee. Um, and you just have to keep, like, you know, you throw it and then you go and then you throw it again. You just have to get it into the hole. Um, <laughs> not, not in the hole, but there's a basket near the hole that you just have to throw it into. So that, that's fun. There's a lot of different online modes, which I've been playing. Um, yeah, you know, I have to say, I I bash EA sometimes for just rehashing the same garbage a lot of the times, but sometimes EA does a really good job, and this is one of the ones where they... I don't know, it, it just... It, everything came together, they did a really good job, and for anyone who has a Wii, again, even if you're not necessarily a big sports guy... I think the, the Tiger Woods 2010 Wii game is really cool. Huh. Well, what there you, you have been, it. Yeah, what have you been playing recently? I told you. The 5200? No, stupid Famicom game. Oh, yeah, those are... 
You know, I and, and one of the things that I found was, um, you know, it's funny, you know, in the United States, you assume that, oh, you know, everything that Capcom made on the NES was great. Everything Konami made was fantastic. <laughs> they can do no wrong. Yeah. Well, one of the reasons was they were only allowed to make five games per year. And, yeah, yeah. you know, people say, well, why did they do that? Well, I think Nintendo, after seeing what some of these great, you know, publishers did in Japan, uh, looking back on it, that was probably not a, uh, a dumb idea. It was probably a good idea that they did that. Because even like Konami, who probably made, you know, dozens of Famicom games per year, and most of those were hunks of garbage. So, you know, just because it's Konami doesn't mean everything is great. But one oh, of the yeah, games... Yeah, no, I, yeah, I, yeah. One of the yeah. games was called, I think it was like Exciting Boxing. <laughs> and the Famicom had all these weird peripheral accessories. And I'm not kidding. Basically what this thing was, was... It was this thing you plugged in. It was an inflatable... Like, this, like, inflatable, you know, like, toy... That was, you know, like a, several feet high, and it was, it was like a punching bag. Oh yeah, it was. Um, I forgot what the what these things are called. It's like you know those children's toys yeah. where they have sand at the bottom. They blow up. Well, the child punches sand. it. Yeah. No, no, but I mean it has a weight at the bottom. Yeah. The child punches it. It leans over, and then it regains its balance and comes I, back up. I used to have an ET like that. Point is, you are a fool.